Hi, I'm Jeremy Foster. I'm a developer evangelist at Microsoft in the Seattle, Washington area. And you can find me online at codefoster.com or on Twitter at codefoster. You're also welcome to email me at jeremy.foster at microsoft.com. So let's look for a little bit at Semantic Zoom in Windows 8 applications. In case you haven't seen it, Semantic Zoom is just a different view of the same list of data that you're looking at, as opposed to Optical Zoom, which changes the scale of the image that you're looking at. However, Semantic Zoom is really a, a logical change in the view of a list of data that helps the user to expand their scope logically and orient themselves. Or jump to uh, a piece of data that, that may be um, buried in, in too much data in, in the list that they're currently looking at. So instead of the user having to scroll, say, 12 pages in order to find the data that they're looking at, they can, they can semantically zoom out and find the data that they're looking for on the first page. Now, what we're going to do today in order to implement semantic zoom is we're going to create a semantic zoom control with two list views inside of it. And then for each of those list views, we're going to add their templates, and we're going to add and bind all of their data, and then we're going to define the styles. And that's really it. Semantic zoom is quite easy to implement. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm actually going to jump right into a project here. We're going to create a new project from scratch. This is a JavaScript, Windows Metro style. Um, application and it's the blank project template that we're going to start with. We'll just call this blank app. Actually let's call it semantic zoom. There we go. And uh, we're working in Visual Studio Express here. This is the free version of Visual Studio 2012. This, is, this one's in release candidate but it will remain free even after um, it goes to RTM. Now when you create a new HTML and JavaScript project for creating a Metro style application. It looks like a website. We've got a default HTML file and we've got a JS file for that and we've also got a style, a CSS file for that. And we're going to need to, on the HTML file, define some markup for the lists and for our semantic zoom. And then we're going to go behind that to the JS file and we're going to um, implement and bind our data. And then we're going to style it just a little bit so that the semantic zoom list actually looks correct, and that'll be it. So let's start with the default.html. Now I'm going to go off screen to grab some elements so that you don't have to watch me type them. If I go, if I want to drop a list on my default.html page, if I just wanted one list, this is what it would look like. This is a div with a data-win-control attribute specifying that this is a list view. So that's just one list, but I'm actually going to want to define two lists because I have the version that's zoomed in and the version that's zoomed out. So there I, I paste in my second list. Now that would work, but it would actually show both lists at the same time, one on top of another. So what we need to do is we need to wrap this in a control and this is going to be the semantic zoom control. So I do the same type of thing, div data win control, and this is going to be a winjs.ui.semanticzoom. And this needs to wrap my two lists like this. There we go. This is semantic zoom control's sole responsibility is to switch between one list and the other. Now those are the lists, but we're also going to need some templates to show how the items and, and the headers are going to show up for these lists. So we'll paste those up here and then I'll describe what those are for. Uh, the first is the header template. This is only for the zoomed in list. And then the next is the item template for that zoomed in list. So this defines 
the, um, the headers and the items for the zoomed in list. And then there's a template for the items of the zoomed out list. And these are pretty simple templates. This one is just the category name for the header. This one is a div that has an image and then the name of the item. And then for the zoomed out control, it's really just a div that has the category, the name of the category for that um, individual group. This one I've actually given a class because we're going to style that with the CSS, so we want access to that to define the style for it. And this is all you need for the markup. This is all we're going to be putting on the HTML file. So we're ready to move on to the default.js file. Now the default.js file has uh, some code already written in it, and that code is for the lifecycle management for our app. This is what happens whenever the, the app wakes up from suspension or termination, and this is what happens when it gets suspended or terminated. But what we want is we actually want to write an, a method that's going to fire whenever the DOM is ready. So we're going to create an onReady function. That looks something like this. And in that onReady function, this is where we're going to define our data and where we're going to bind that data to the lists. So the data that I have is a list of, it's an array. You can see that it's an array because it begins with a square brace. And it's just a list of tourist attractions on the island of Kauai. So for each of these attractions, we have a category, uh, I'm sorry, a name first, and then a category, and then a location, which side of the island it's on, and then a URL that points to the image for the item, and then finally a description. This is more data than we're going to use, but this is just some data that I already had. Now, that defines the array, but we're going to need something a little bit fancier than an array if we're going to actually bind to it and have it be observable, have it be a dynamic binding. So here's what we do. We create for ourselves an attraction list. This attraction list is a new binding list, and it's created from the attractions array, so it already contains all of those attractions as entries. Then we create a attractions list that's grouped, and it's grouped by calling the create grouped on the attractions list. And create grouped is asking us for two functions. The first is a function that tells it how to get the key, the category key that we're going to use to define that group. And the second is just how does it build the, the group itself. This is what the data that's going to be behind the header template in our, in our uh, list. So we've got that. Next, what we need to do is we need to bind our individual lists to this data. And here's that. So this is the zoomed in list, and this is the zoomed out list. For the zoomed in list, we need to, first of all, access the wind control of the DOM element, because we don't want just the DOM element. We want the strong typed control. And we're going to set four properties, the item data source, group data source, the item header, and the group header. I'm sorry, the item template and the group header template. We set those four things, and then for the zoomed out list, we don't have groups in the zoomed out list. They themselves are groups. So we're just going to define the item data source, and as you can see, this is defined to be our groups, and then the item template. So we've got that. Let's go ahead and run this and see what we've got so far. I'm going to run this on my local machine, and at first it doesn't um, format my, my pictures correctly, so I'm going to build my project, and then I'm going to run that again. There we go. Now I've got a list view that is just one row, and so it's, it's moving everything out to the right to kind of exaggerate my point. You can see that I've got a coastline category, a few items that are within that category or that group, and then we have a space, and then we have our next group. 
So we have all these groups all the way down to the end, and the last one is the waterfall. Now, <coughs> if I use a pinch zoom gesture on a touch screen, or if I don't have a touch screen, I can just you hold down control on the keyboard and scroll my mouse back. You can see that I get an animation that takes me from one list to the other. This one fades out and, and falls off, and then the zoomed out list appears. Now this one doesn't look too pretty so far, so we're going to style that a little bit, but the, the concept is there, and it's exactly what we asked for. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to grab a style that I've already created, and in my default CSS file, I'll just paste that style. This is for the CS-category. And I'm just saying that I want the div that's in there to have a width and height of 200 pixels, be green with white text, bold, large, and then have a 10 pixel padding so there's some space between the text and the edge of the box. So that's all I did to style it. Let's look at it again. Now I have my list of images, items, and when I semantically zoom out, I get this list of 200 pixel square, green squares that represent my groups. So now, even if I am um, on the very first group of my list, and I want to get all the way to the end to waterfalls, remember this could be a lot longer, I semantically zoom out, and then I can click on waterfall, and I'm taken directly to it. So that's what I've got for you for semantic zoom. Next I want to take you to the web page where you can get more information. Uh, the best thing to do is to go to dev.windows.com, do a search in there. Actually, first it helps to click on Docs, go into the official documentation, do a search for Win, uh, actually do a search for Semantic Zoom, all one word, and you'll find some good resources on Semantic Zoom. The two that I want to call out, the first is this WinJS UI Semantic Zoom object. This is the actual documentation for that object, and there's some good reference there. The next one is this article called Adding Semantic Zoom Controls. And this one expands on it a little bit, gives you um, a quick start for adding semantic zoom. The example is uh, some fruit elements, and it walks you all the way through it. So this is um, a really good example if you want to run through another tutorial. So that's it. Uh, in not too many steps, we've implemented Semantic Zoom and added a, a great feature to our app that's going to make users love it. Um, remember, if you want more information about this or any of the other development techniques or features in Windows 8, go to dev.windows.com. And also remember that you can find me at CodeFoster, codefoster.com, and you're welcome to email me, jeremy.foster at microsoft.com. Thanks for listening.